And we're back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health podcast. So, fun topic today that I think will help you guys out a lot. We're going to go through how to create your own training program. So, this is for this is for everybody. This is for, both for the fitness professional, the layperson, for the man, the woman. This hopefully will give you all the tools to maybe not design your own program necessarily, but definitely to make more effective, more efficient choices, more informed choices in regards to the workouts programs that you do decide to embark on. So before I begin, I have to give credit for this mental model to Eric Helms. He created the Muscle and Strength Pyramid, as it's called. He also wrote a book about it. So I have, I have my own sort of short guide I'm putting together on how to make your own workout. But his book, his stuff is really the, uh, really, I guess, sort of the, uh, the, how would you say, the inceptor of this idea. Uh, and of, this, of these mental models. So credit goes to him in that regard. Always give credit where credit's due. Moving on from there, though, I have made a slight adjustment to his mental model. His pyramid, so to speak, of you know, his visual representation, it has six levels to it. Mine has seven, uh, just because I think he left out the factor of intention. So we're going to go through these step by step. So the first step to figure out your program is what is your intention? So you can't drop a plan if you don't know what you're planning for. What do you want to do? Now, if the goal is, let's say you're a woman, and I want my legs and ass to uh, be way more toned, and I want my butt bigger, and I want my legs to be leaner, okay. So you want a program that's going to train your legs, it's going to result in some hypertrophy, it's going to be focused upon glutes, quads, hams, going to improve the aesthetic appearance, obviously. That's your intention. So don't pick a program then that's, let's say, if, you, you know, if you're, like I said, if you're a female and you want to focus on your lower body, don't pick a program, maybe, that only has leg training one day a week. You know, this this simple example. Same thing if you're a guy. If you're telling me I want to prioritize my lower body, okay, well, then you probably wouldn't pick a you know, lower body-focused program or a lower body-focused workout. Just basic stuff, guys. But these common mistakes people make, and it, it gets a little more nuanced than that. Let's say uh, for a gentleman that... I want to get a, I want to build like some muscle mass. Okay, cool. You should follow a bodybuilding program. Oh, I don't want to do that. I want to follow a powerlifting program. Well, then what do you want to do? Do you want to focus on your one rep maxes or do you want to focus on hypertrophy? Those aren't separate goals, but they're not the same goal either. You know, they are a little bit different. You know, you see, you have to recognize those differences. You know, same thing if you want to, you know, lose body fat for a popular one. Popular one. I got that question tonight from much from three people asked ask actually messaging me which program of yours should I, I get to lose body fat. Yeah, I messaged all of them back. I really don't have a, there really is no such thing as a, I don't have one, there really is no such thing as a fat loss workout truly, uh, just because you know, fat loss is relative to diet. There's workouts that are definitely cardiovascularly focused. And you know, I do have a program that's you know, very high frequency to you know, keep you exercising a lot. But as far as there being a specific workout really that, oh, well, this workout just by itself is gonna make you lose body fat, doesn't really exist. Uh, and you know, that's something that deceives people a lot where they pick programs. They want to find a program that promises rapid fat loss, incredible fat loss, and, and less diets address, guys. It's just another workout. And, and truthfully speaking, so long as you're resistance training while you're trying to lose body fat, any program can work. Um, the programming really is not that important unless it's something that's crazy high volume, let's say, while you're trying to lose body fat, in which case it can really interfere with your recovery. But again... Intention, that's the first step. What do you actually want to do? If it's for the upper body, getting that bigger, 
then that's what the program's about. If you want to get your arms bigger, then pick an arm-focused program. All these things exist. You know, find something that's designed specific to what your goal is. So that's step one. Step two, after you have your intention, is adherence. So what are you going to follow? Don't look for a program that's seven days a week if you only plan to train three days. Don't look for a program that's a minimalist program if you plan on adding in extra training days and you're going to do extra work in the gym. Don't do a program that has two-hour workouts if you can only train for 45 minutes. Yep, so on and so forth. Your program has to reflect your scheduling. Your, your program has to reflect your time management. Your, pro, your program is your time management in a way. So pick a program that you can actually adhere to. So you have intention, step one. You have adherence, step two. When you have adherence, so let's say we're going to train five days a week for an hour, that's when you can figure out your volume, your intensity, and your frequency. So those are all, you know, step three is three things, you know, three and one. You have your volume, so how much are you going to train each day, sets reps, how intense are you lifting in terms of heavy, you know, the heaviness of the workouts, are we training light, moderate, medium in regards to, you know, the weights we're using, and the frequency. So, you know, to use an example, if you want to prioritize your back, Maybe your workouts, you train back twice a week. And based upon your goal, if you want to, uh, you know, if let's say another circumstance, you want to increase your squat bench deadlift, well, then that means the intensity of your weight is probably going to be fairly high, you know, probably around the 80% range. So that means your volume is going to be lower, you know, lower to moderate. Uh, if you want to prioritize hypertrophy, then your intensity is probably not going to be as high, so your volume is going to increase. If you're focusing on you know, power and you want to be able to get real explosive doing sets of you know, one, two, three reps, well, that's not that much volume. You know, in power, you usually don't train power high frequency. And maybe you don't know any of the stuff I'm talking about, but these are all factors that get factored in to designing the program. If you pick a powerlifting program and you decide, I want to get my squat bench deadlift higher, but I want to train you know, six days a week and I want to lift heavy every single day, that's going to burn you out. You know, at the same time, if you decide, I want to get my, you know, my lower body bigger, and you do a low volume, you know, maybe high intensity routine, but you're only doing a few sets for legs, that could not work very well. You know, don't pick, don't pick things that are exceptional or things that are, you expect to be magical. Go with what works. If you want to build muscle mass, go with moderate to high reps. If you want to get your one rep max up, go with low to moderate reps. You know, if you want to focus on, you know, let's say hypertrophy and really strength endurance and you want your training to be cardio, moderate to high reps is going to be real effective for you. Uh, you know, if you just, it's your first time in the gym, so, you know, you just want this, first time training, I want to build muscle uh, four days a week, okay, and, you know, then that's all you're going, that's all you plan on doing, right, four days a week is totally effective. So you're probably going to use a moderate volume, moderate intensity, moderate frequency workout, like we just talked about. Again, it goes back to intention and adherence. You have to pick something that suits your goal. Um, you know, I've seen it happen. The, the usually mistakes people make more than anything else, most commonly is guys do this all the time, they get the messages all the time. They decide to do strong lifts or starting strength, which is three sets of five or five sets of five, and they never get that much bigger, and they get stronger, relatively speaking, but they're still not that strong, and then they, they're shocked and surprised why they didn't build 50 pounds of mass. You're doing a low-volume program of sets of five reps. What do you expect to happen? Then you have to address the fact that your expectations are completely flawed. Then you have to address the fact that your expectations are based off of faulty reasoning and beliefs, and why did you think those things in the first place? So you know, going back to the point, though, designing the program, intention, 
consistency adherence. Step three, volume, intensity, frequency. You have to know what you're training for and be specific about it. Step number four, moving on from there. When you've got that figured out, so you've got your volume, intensity, frequency figured out, then you can look at progression. So what does progression mean? Well, progression just means how are we going to progress the workout? If we know the volume, intensity, the frequency, if we're training four days a week like we talked about, and we're doing four sets, three or four sets to make 12 reps, okay, so our progression is just going to be increasing our reps and increasing our weight. And, you know, that's about it. That's pretty simple. You know, if we're doing a program where it's a lot of high reps and we're, we're going to focus on our cardiovascular conditioning, you know, our strength endurance, let's say, well, then maybe our progression is shortening the rest periods or being able to, you know, go, you know, again, increase the reps and go longer on the working sets. If we're doing a program that's a powerlifting program, you know, of any kind, well, then our progression is probably going to be trying to add weight to the bar, you know, every week or every other week. Uh, you know, progression, it, it's not that complicated, guys. It usually comes down to either you're increasing the weight or you're increasing the reps, or and or maybe you're you are reducing the rest periods. There's usually about three factors. Or you know, again, if but then again, if, you, if it's your first time lifting, your progression might just be repeating the workout until you get comfortable with it. Yeah, that's real common. I've had clients do the same workout for eight weeks, two months, and we really don't change all that much. But it's their first time lifting; they don't know how to do anything. Their progression is learning the motor coordination, and they get stronger, of course, and they can do more reps, of course. But the real progression comes from improving central nervous system motor coordination skills. So progression is going to be based upon the other factors of volume, intensity, frequency, you know, the programming setup, and it's probably going to be sets, reps, you know, weight, volume increases, you know, motor coordination. It's only going to be a few things. So you got your progression figured out, you got your volume, intensity, frequency figured out, you know what you're training for, you know how many days you're training for, but what's there left to do? Well, it's just your exercise selection. So it might seem odd, you know, why wouldn't you put the, shouldn't you select your exercises first? Maybe you did, you know, let's say like we talked about with intention, if you know you're going to do a powerlifting program, you know, something about built around the squat bench deadlift, well, obviously that's going to guide your exercise selection. But, you know, if you're talking about bodybuilding, or you're talking about maybe you're trying to work around injuries, your exercise selection, if you come to me and say, I want to build muscle mass, but, you know, maybe I got these issues with my shoulders, my hips, well, we can kind of design a program, but until we get the program figured out, we're not just going to start randomly doing exercises. That's something that always surprise people and you know, my clients that see me in person. You know, when I work with people, they come in, and I don't have people work out the first day, or if I do, it's a very end of the workout. You just have to figure out all these factors. Why are you here? What are you trying to do? What are your limitations? Okay, how are we going to set this up? Uh, you know, how, you know what, what are we looking to improve? Okay, now let's make our exercise selection. And the exercise selection, pretty basic, guys. Because, again, it goes back to what the goal is, what kind, of pro, what kind of program you're following, and then just picking compound movements and isolation movements that are relative to the goal. Everything that, you, everything that you do needs to be serving the overall goal. You're not trying to do four things at once or three things or two things. You're going to do one thing. You know, any other effects you get from your program, they're happy side effects, ancillary effects. They're not things you're going to worry obsess about. You, there's no such thing as a perfect workout or perfect program that gives you abs and makes your bench go up 100 pounds and makes it five inches taller and puts 20 pounds of muscle mass on you and you get 75% like that. And none of that shit exists. It doesn't. It does not. You know, maybe you have a program where you put on muscle and you, you recomp, but you can't count on that happening. So recapping for what we've gone through so far, we got intention, setting the goal basically. We got consistency, adhering to the program. 
we got figuring out what kind of volume intensity and frequency we're going to train with. We got figuring out what kind of progress markers we're going to set for ourselves. We got our exercises that we pick out. And then, you know, the last two things, which are relatively minor, the rest periods, how long we're going to rest for, that's something that gets obsessed about by guys with rest 45 seconds versus 30 versus 59 seconds versus 82 seconds, 0.3. Guys, it's really not that big of a deal. The rest periods, it's two ways I do it for people. You either keep them short or you rest however long you need to rest, as long as you want. That's, that's literally it. Rest periods, there's no magical science to rest periods where if you rest X amount of seconds, it makes your results go up X amount percentage. It doesn't work that way. Your rest periods are based upon your whole overall workout. If you've got a long bodybuilding workout, you're going to be in the gym you know, 75 minutes, you're going to rest however long you need to rest. You don't need to rush that. If you're doing a short workout, three movements, and the goal is get in and get out and make it cardiovascular, okay, then you'll push the rest periods. It, it's relative to the overall program. So, again, there's not magic attached to it. There's no holy grail rest period, specific amount of time. It's just whatever suits the program that you're doing. And then the very last thing is tempo. So tempo of exercises, which is how fast you do them. Another thing that you can read a whole bunch of conflicting opinions about, some people, depending on the coach you listen to, they'll tell you that every exercise needs its own tempo. Uh, four seconds up and one second hold and two seconds down and one second hold at the bottom and four seconds up or, you know, you can go two, one, two, two or, uh, you know, one, four, one, three or four, four, four. I mean, there, there's just, there's maddening variety of what you'll hear about tempos. Some people will tell you that it's incredibly important if you script tempos, you're compromising results. Other coaches will tell you that it's totally a pointless obsession and so long as you do an exercise with good technique, you're fine. I personally, professionally, make the general recommendation of unless you are really a high-level athlete and you're training for a sport and, or something where, you know, like truly you have like performances, your physical performance is making you money. Unless you're getting paid as an athlete, your tempo during exercises probably completely irrelevant. The way you do an exercise, you do an explosive concentric, you control the weight, you lower it with control, and that's it. That's literally it. You know, for some movements, like machines, cables, maybe you do faster reps, or maybe you slow them down to feel the weight, the, the weight out. But otherwise, it's just controlling the weight, not using a ton of momentum, unless maybe it's the last few reps of a set in certain cases, and just using proper technique with a relatively flowing motion. Yeah, and your tempo is however fast that is. You know, generally speaking, if you watch you know, advanced lifters when they lift, uh, you know, they'll, they'll use a little bit of momentum you know, for exercises, because sometimes you have to. You know, not a ton where you're cheating, but, you know, where you get the weight going a bit. But they'll always have pretty consistent technique across every exercise. And maybe they slow stuff down occasionally on purpose. But overall, there's not much difference. It's always with beginners, you know, newbies, where you see guys obsessing over how fast they're lifting the weight or how slow they're lifting the weight. Or, you know, trying to do forced reps or trying to do forced eccentrics. And a lot of stuff, guys, it's just, it just doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. What matters at the end of the day is that you get bigger and stronger by lifting bigger and heavier weights. That, like, that, that's really what matters. You know, someone asked me earlier, you know, how, do, how do I get my chest bigger? How much can you demo press, dude? You know, bench press, demo press. You know, when you can pick up, you know, let's, well, you know, let's assume you're 200 pounds. When you can you know, dumbbell press half your body weight in each hand for reps, you're probably going to have pretty good chest development. It's that simple. You know, same thing, you know, how, you know, back, how do I get my back bigger? Uh, Try being able to do 20 pull-ups. I've never seen anyone that can do 20 pull-ups that doesn't have some degree of back development. I just, 
have, have not, not seen it. it. Have not seen it. Same thing with dumbbell rows. You know, you know, do a 20 rep set of dumbbell rows with half your body weight. If you can do that a few times, you know, or even with heavier weight, you're probably pretty muscular. Same thing for squats, or your quads, same thing for hamstrings. You know, do some stiff leg deadlifts with three plates. Like, this stuff is pretty basic. And you know, this all applies to the girls too. If you're listening to this, you know, you're not exempt from these strength laws. Maybe you can't reach as high for the upper body stuff, but you know, building muscle in women, it's the same as men. It's just, you're trying to get stronger, bigger, stronger, bigger, stronger over time. You know, and, and truthfully, unless, you know, as I say often, unless you're incredibly genetically gifted, getting bulky size, it takes a while, and for most people, it never, ever, ever happens. Uh, so, you know, that's something to really be concerned about. I, always, I still laugh to this day when I get those messages from, from more so than from men than women. You know, I want to start working out, but I don't want to get too big. It's like, bro, if you had the genetics to be big, you'd already frickin' know it. You know, right now you have the genetics to be small and weak. That's why you, ever, that's why you have avoided working out. You know, the whole, you know, had you had big genetics, you would have figured it out early on when you were like 10, 11, 12, been in the gym trying to get even bigger. Instead, you have worthless maggot genetics, so you've avoided and you're scared of the gym. And now you're finally approaching it because you can't stand you know, how you look anymore. But I digress. I digress. So... Designing your own program, guys. Let's run through these steps. You better be writing this shit down, I swear to God. Seven steps. Number one, intention, setting the goal. Number two, figuring out your consistency of how much, how often you want to train. Number three, figuring out the kind of volume, intensity, and frequency of training that you need in the kind of program you want. Number four, figuring out what markers of progression you're going to measure. Number five, Picking your exercises that suit your programming goal and your setup. Number six, rest periods. And number seven, if it's relevant, your exercise tempo. Those are the seven factors of designing a program. You guys got questions, and I know some of the stuff it does require some, you know, some know-how, some things like volume, intensity, frequency, which I've written about. They're not usually well known by the lay population. But you got questions, you got commentary. You guys can always reach my website. My email, use the contact form. You can reach me on Twitter. Really easy to reach me on Twitter. But hit me up. Ask me what you want to know. And we'll get you helped out, hopefully. Or we can do a podcast about it and hopefully help everybody out that probably has the same question. So, good luck. Train smart. Train hard. Don't fall for bullshit. Maybe that's my new mantra now. Don't fall for bullshit. And all the other stuff I just said. But I'll talk to you guys again. Adios.